Volume Two, Part Two, Chapter Twenty Eight of the Ingenious Gentleman Don Quixote of La Mancha by Miguel de Cervantes Saavedra, translated by John Ormsby, eighteen twenty nine to eighteen ninety five. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Volume Two, Part Two, Chapter Twenty Eight of matters that benengeli says he who reads them will know if he reads them with attention when the brave man flees treachery is manifest and it is for wise men to reserve themselves for better occasions this proved to be the case with don quixote who giving way before the fury of the townsfolk and the hostile intentions of the angry troop took to flight and without a thought of sancho or the danger in which he was leaving him retreated to such a distance as he thought made him safe sancho lying across his ass followed him as has been said and at length came up having by this time recovered his senses and on joining him let himself drop off dapple at rocinante's feet sore bruised and belaboured don quixote dismounted to examine his wounds but finding him whole from head to foot he said to him angrily enough in an evil hour didst thou take to brain sancho where hast thou learned that it is well done to mention the rope in the house of the man that has been hanged to the music of brays what harmonies couldst thou expect to get but cudgels give thanks to god sancho that they signed the cross on thee just now with a stick and did not mark thee per signum crucis with a cutlass i am not equal to answering said sancho for i feel as if i was speaking through my shoulders let us mount and get away from this i'll keep from braying but not from saying that knights-errant fly and leave their good squires to be pounded like privet or made meal of at the hands of their enemies he does not fly who retires returned don quixote for i would have thee know sancho that the valour which is not based upon a foundation of prudence is called rashness and the exploits of the rash man are to be attributed rather to good fortune than to courage and so i own that i retired but not that i fled and therein i have followed the example of many valiant men who have reserved themselves for better times the histories are full of instances of this but as it would not be any good to thee or pleasure to me i will not recount them to thee now sancho was by this time mounted with the help of don quixote who then himself mounted rocinante and at a leisurely pace they proceeded to take shelter in a grove which was in sight about a quarter of a league off every now and then sancho gave vent to deep sighs and dismal groans and on don quixote asking him what caused such acute suffering he replied that from the end of his backbone up to the nape of his neck he was so sore that it nearly drove him out of his senses the cause of that soreness said don quixote will be no doubt that the staff wherewith they smote thee being a very long one it caught thee all down the back where all the parts that are sore are situated and had it reached any further thou wouldst be sorer still by god said sancho your worship has relieved me of a great doubt and cleared up the point for me in elegant style body of me is the cause of my soreness such a mystery that there's any need to tell me i am sore everywhere the staff hit me if it was my ankles that pained me there might be something in going divining why they did but it is not much to divine that i'm sore where they thrashed me by my faith master mine the ills of others hang by a hair every day i am discovering more and more how little i have to hope for from keeping company with your worship for if this time you have allowed me to be drubbed the next time or a hundred times more will have the blanketings of the other day all over again 
and all the other pranks which if they have fallen on my shoulders now will be thrown in my teeth by and by i would do a great deal better if i was not an ignorant brute that will never do any good all my life i would do a great deal better i say to go home to my wife and children and support them and bring them up on what god may please to give me instead of following your worship along roads that lead nowhere and paths that are none at all with little to drink and less to eat and then when it comes to sleeping measure out seven feet on the earth brother squire and if that's not enough for you take as many more you may have it all your own way and stretch yourself to your heart's content oh that i could see burnt and turned to ashes the first man that meddled with knight-errantry or at any rate the first who chose to be squire to such fools as all the knights-errant of past times must have been of those of the present day i say nothing because as your worship is one of them i respect them and because i know your worship knows a point more than the devil in all you say and think i would lay a good wager with you sancho said don quixote that now that you are talking on without any one to stop you you don't feel a pain in your whole body talk away my son say whatever comes into your head or mouth for so long as you feel no pain the irritation your impertinences give me will be a pleasure to me and if you are so anxious to go home to your wife and children god forbid that i should prevent you you have money of mine see how long it is since we left our village this third time and how much you can and ought to earn every month and pay yourself out of your own hand when i worked for tom carrasco the father of the bachelor samson carrasco that your worship knows replied sancho i used to earn two ducats a month besides my food i can't tell what i can earn with your worship though i know a knight-errant squire has harder times of it than he who works for a farmer for after all we who work for farmers however much we toil all day at the worst at night we have our ola supper and sleep in a bed which i have not slept in since i have been in your worship's service if it wasn't a short time we were in don diego de miranda's house and the feast i had with the skimmings i took off camacho's pots and what i ate drank and slept in basilia's house all the rest of the time i had been sleeping on the hard ground under the open sky exposed to what they call the inclemencies of heaven keeping life in me with scraps of cheese and crusts of bread and drinking water either from the brooks or from the springs we come to on these by-paths we travel i own sancho said don quixote that all thou sayest is true how much thinkest thou ought i to give thee over and above what tom carrasco gave thee i think said sancho that if your worship was to add on two reals a month i'd consider myself well paid that is as far as the wages of my labour go but to make up to me for your worship's pledge and promise to me to give me the government of an island it would be fair to add six reals more making thirty in all very good said don quixote it is twenty-five days since we left our village so reckon up sancho according to the wages you have made out for yourself and see how much i owe you in proportion and pay yourself as i said before out of your own hand oh body of me said sancho but your worship is very much out in that reckoning for when it comes to the promise of the island we must count from the day your worship promised it to me to this present hour we are at now well how long is it sancho since i promised it to you said don quixote if i remember rightly said sancho it must be over twenty years three days more or less don quixote gave himself a great slap on the forehead and began to laugh heartily and said why i have not been wandering either in the sierra morena or in the whole course of our sallies but barely two months and thou sayest sancho that it is twenty years since i promised thee the island 
I believe now thou wouldst have all the money thou hast of mine go in thy wages. If so, and if that be thy pleasure, I give it to thee now, once and for all, and much good may it do thee. For so long as I see myself rid of such a good-for-nothing squire, I'll be glad to be left a pauper without a rap. But tell me, thou perverter of the squirely rules of knight-errantry, where hast thou ever seen or read that any knight-errant squire made terms with his lord? You must give me so much a month for serving you. Plunge, scoundrel, rogue, monster, for such I take thee to be. Plunge, I say, into the mare magnum of their history. And if thou shalt find that any squire ever said or thought what thou hast said now, I will let thee nail it on my forehead, and give me over and above four sound slaps in the face. Turn the rein, or the halter of thy dapple, and be gone home. For one single step further thou shalt not make in my company. O oh, bread thanklessly received! O oh, promises ill bestowed! O oh, man more beast than human being! Now, when I was about to raise thee to such a position, that in spite of thy wife they would call thee my lord, thou art leaving me? Thou art going now, when I had a firm and fixed intention of making thee lord of the best island in the world? Well, as thou myself hast said before now, honey is not for the mouth of the ass. Ass thou art, ass thou wilt be, and ass thou wilt end when the course of thy life is run. For I know it will come to its close before thou dost perceive or discern that thou art a beast. Sancho regarded Don Quixote earnestly while he was giving him this rating, and was so touched by remorse that the tears came to his eyes, and in a piteous and broken voice he said to him, Master mine, I confess that to be a complete ass all I want is a tale. If your worship will only fix one on to me, I'll look on it as rightly placed, and I'll serve you as an ass all the remaining days of my life. Forgive me, and have pity on my folly, and remember I know but little, and if I talk much, it's more from infirmity than malice. But he who sins and mends commends himself to God. I should have been surprised, Sancho, said Don Quixote, if thou hadst not introduced some bit of a proverb into thy speech. Well, well, I forgive thee, provided thou dost mend and not show thyself in future so fond of thine own interest, but try to be of good cheer and take heart, and encourage thyself to look forward to the fulfilment of my promises, which by being delayed does not become impossible. Sancho said he would do so, and keep up his heart as best he could. They then entered the grove, and Don Quixote settled himself at the foot of an elm, and Sancho at that of a beech, for trees of this kind and others like them always have feet but no hands. Sancho passed the night in pain, for with the evening dews the blow of the staff made itself felt all the more. Don Quixote passed it in his never-failing meditations, but for all that they had some winks of sleep, and with the appearance of daylight, they pursued their journey in quest of the banks of the famous Ebro, where that befell them which will be told in the following chapter. End of Volume 2, Part 2, Chapter 28 Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine